Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm Arlo. I'm Kelly. And you're listening to Crazy Hexy Ghoul. Podcast about everything from the peculiar, the curious, to the bizarre. So join us as we obsess over ghosties and shit. Did you say ghosties and shit? Hell yeah, I did. Okay, you guys, shit's about to get real. Welcome back to episode two. We really missed you guys. Yeah, we did. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. So Arlo, how's your week been? My week's been pretty good. It was the first week back from my vacation. It was more like a staycation though. I really needed a vacation away from work. How's your week going? I I started at a new job this past week. Congratulations. Thank you. But I need a staycation as well. Oh, so some big news for me. Recently, I bought some crocheting needles, and I bought a crocheting book, and I'm going to teach myself how to crochet, and I will probably forget it even exists in the next two weeks and abandon it. That's usually how crafts go. You get this creative streak, and you're inspired by something, and you're like, yes, I need to do this. And so you learn everything you can about this one specific craft, and then you do it like crazy for at least, like like you said, two weeks, and then boop, gone, doesn't exist. Who is she? She's out of here. Yep, that's exactly it how it goes. I'm planning on making a blanket. Okay. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I will find out. I cannot wait to see it. Oh, thank you. So one of my favorite things about crocheting and weaving, the yarn obsession is so real whenever it comes to stuff like that. As a fellow weaver, I totally understand the yarn obsessions. Okay, if anyone listening has not seen any of Arlo's artwork or weaving, it's so good. It's so pretty. You guys, find yourself some friends who will hype you up like this. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So I do need to get some yarn at Michael's. I'm so excited for it. Do you need more? Probably not, but the answer is yes. Absolutely. Yes and yes. I don't know who needs to hear this, but Dollar Tree now sells yarn. They really sell yarn? Yeah, they totally do. It's pretty cool. Well, I'm going to have to stop by Dollar Tree too. Okay, so speaking of Michael's and Dollar Tree, have you seen any of their Halloween decorations yet? So the Dollar Tree was putting out their Halloween decor like the first week of August. Did I buy decor? Yes, I did. I cannot wait for Target's Halloween decor to come out. It's just simply the best. Hell yeah. I've been, okay, I've been waiting the past couple years. Target has this little phone that you can dial numbers on it and like a little monster voice comes out of it. And I want it so bad. It's like 30 bucks and I've been too broke to buy it. I'm going to get it this year. I love Halloween so much. And you know, I know we talked about it in our last episode. We're going to talk about Halloween until it's over. Absolutely. I just want to buy like a thousand pumpkins and put them in my front yard. Last year, I had several pumpkins. I had a little pumpkin pouch out front. Came home from work one day and the neighborhood squirrels got into my pumpkins. Just ate a big old chunk. That's rude. Yeah, it is pretty fucking rude. They were probably just hungry dudes. So let's get into the show. Yeah. Today's episode is called Very Superstitious. Very Superstitious. Beautiful, darling. Just beautiful. Kelly and I have picked two separate topics of some things that we thought would be awesome in terms of superstitions. So what did you choose for your topic? I decided I wanted to do something quite universally creepy. I went with Friday the 13th and also the fear of the number 13. 
because they kind of seem to go hand in hand. Are you ready to get this started? Well, I'm ready. (laughs) So I think a lot of fear from Friday the 13th comes from the fear of the number 13. So the fear of the number 13 is called, oh girl, look, this is a big one, triskaidekaphobia. So what causes people to fear the number 13 or Friday the 13th? Usually it's traumatic events happening on Friday the 13th, which duh, seems pretty obvious. Some say it is deeply rooted in humans because of tradition, as well as biblical association. So the number 13, it symbolizes death to oneself and birth to one's spirit. In the tarot deck, number 13 is the death card. But in the tarot, it usually means death of a period of struggle or new beginnings. The number 13 is said to be one of the sacred numbers of the moon. Also, numbers 12, 19, and 29. The astronomical reference to 13 relates to the house of the zodiac and either the sun or the moon in the center. The sun being male energy and the moon being female energy. Which, when you really think about it, you know, the sun can be female and the moon can be male. Like, Yeah, gender is fluid. The moon travels an average of 13 degrees a day. And there are 13 weeks between the equinoxes and the solstices. So in China, the number 13 is considered to be very good luck. It means assured growth and definitely vibrant. Unlike here in America, where we consider the number 13 to be very unlucky, there are people throughout history, like Mark Twain, who also suffered from this affliction of trichodecophobia. I've said it so many times now, I think I might be saying it right. Mark Twain was allegedly invited to a dinner party. The story goes, he went to the dinner party despite his friend's warning. Twain reportedly said it was bad luck because they only had food for 12 people. (laughs) I don't know if that's true or not. Throughout pop culture, uh, things like Friday the 13th have echoed throughout the years. Uh, Songs like Stevie Wonder's Superstition. It hits number one and the lyrics read, 13-month-old baby broke the looking glass. Seven years of bad luck, good things in the past. Now, I love this song. It was the very first album I ever bought on vinyl. I was 12. Would have been cooler if I was 13. And I was obsessed with Superstition. My daughter, when she's three years old, so just last year, I introduced her to Superstition by Stevie Wonder. Aww. And every time we got into the car, she would say, Superstition, Mama. So nope. we were listening to Stevie Wonder's Superstition. No wonder she likes spoopy stuff. <laughs> she is definitely my spawn. Yes, she, she lives is. all the spoopy shit, just like Mama does. So. <laughs> Your daughter's so sweet, too. She really is. She's so cute. God. Her little baby bangs just give me life. No. <laughs> so cruising on down the radio waves... Black Sabbath released an album on February, Friday the 13th, 1970. Well played, Black Sabbath. We love Black Sabbath in this house. Are you a Black Sabbath fan? I like rock. I was, okay, growing up, I listened to emo music, okay? (laughs) Honestly, that is not surprising, Kelly. I'm sorry, but yes, that fits you like to a T. Yeah, I remember my parents, because my dad's really loud, he can't hear very well. I remember him talking to my mom really loudly. Is she okay? As I was listening to sad emo music in my room. Like, no, mom, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Were you flipping your side bangs? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure my, one of my eyes is worse than the other because I just would leave half my hair over my face. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why. Wow. So cruising down even more radio waves, uh, a different genre this time. It is uh, about Tupac Shakur. He actually died on Friday the 13th. Really? September 13th, 1996. Okay, so now we're going to cruise down some outer space waves. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) 
We're going to ride on the rocket ship down to space. Here we go. Okay. The Apollo 13 launched on April 11th, 1970. And a few days later, an oxygen tank exploded on April 13th, Friday the 13th. Also recorded in history, on Friday the 13th, there was the mini crash, which was a stock market crash that occurred on Friday, October 13th, 1989. All right, so the Viva Las Vegas Wedding Chapel offers zombie, vampire, and Rocky Horror-themed ceremonies on Friday the 13th. Are you joking? I'm not. I could have gotten married (laughs) with Rocky Horror. You guys renew your vows on Friday the 13th and go get yourself a little Rocky Horror-themed wedding. You guys can time warp instead of saying I do. Oh, my God. That's the dream. I want to say, damn it, Janet, to <laughs> and I wish I had come across this information sooner to tell you. It'll it'll be fine. I enjoyed my wedding, so. So I found this place, and it's called the 13th Floor. It's like haunted houses, and it's in Austin, Denver, or San Antonio. They didn't have any here in Oklahoma. Of course they didn't. could always travel to Austin to go to these haunted houses. You know, that's a good idea. I am down. <laughs> but preferably not on Friday the 13th. Although earlier we were talking about how we went to the Crescent Hotel and we went on a Friday the 13th. Yes, we did. And a nice little fun, creepy, spooky little getaway for like the weekend with some friends. It was. The tour we went on though was kind of creepy. It was very creepy. So we, when we got to the hotel, the very first thing we did was we went straight to the bar. Yep. We got drunk, <laughs> but we should do an episode I almost called it the Croissant Hotel. <laughs> I, I love croissants. Croissant. Croissant. But it's, but it's the Crescent Hotel. So talking about the 13th floor haunted houses, some buildings and elevators do not have a 13th floor, that it just goes from 12 to 14. The owners or builders wanted to prevent problems that may arise with superstitious tenants. Let's be realistic. So you've got the 12th floor and then you've got the 14th floor. But isn't the 14th floor just the 13th floor or is there just a gap? That's what I want to know. I don't think they would put that much effort and energy into making rooms or another full floor without thinking about the profit margin. That's very true. So I cannot say this guy's name, but I'm really going to try and please don't judge me too harshly for this. His name is Dilip, D-I-L-I-P. I've never heard that name before in my life. Rangehecker? <laughs> Ranghecker? Okay. Sorry to interrupt you, but that name just gave me serotonin. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> well, he was the creator of Otis Elevators. We've all been in an Otis Elevator. And he said that it was estimated that 85% of the buildings with Otis brand elevators did not have a 13th floor. It's pretty smart from a human standpoint, but also, like you said, from a business standpoint. I'm not buying a condo on the 13th floor. Hell to the fucking nah. <laughs> what about you? Would you do that? Um, If it was cheap enough, yeah. It but- would be the same price, Kelly. This is corporate America. That's true. So speaking of corporate America, so on the US dollar note, you can find that the number 13 appears an alarming number of times. On the front, the eagle to the right has 13 tail feathers and is clutching 13 arrows in one talon and an olive leaf with 13 branches and 13 berries on the other. 13 stars above the eagle's head represent 13 original states, the 13 colonies. The eagle's breast is a shield with 13 stripes And in its beak is a ribbon with the motto, E Pluribus Unum, which has 13 letters. The number 13 appears quite frequently. It's a very mystical number. 
Now, I don't have any crazy stories about Friday the 13th. Also, there's like those Friday the 13th movies too. Absolutely. You know, I've never seen those either. Everyone knows who Jason Voorhees is. Right. But like, I've never seen a full Friday the 13th movie. Right. I think that it might change this year. I think when we're getting all nice and cozy for our fall shit, like Halloween spooky stuff, we need to watch Friday the 13th. We need to watch like a slasher and then a cozy Halloween movie. Absolutely. And you know what? We have just passed our only Friday the 13th in 2021. The next one is not until 2022. So we have to wait an entire year to do any kind of spooky shit. Okay, I think I'm finished talking about Friday the 13th. Um, I just want to apologize because I know that there's quite a bit that I've left out. All right, so I'm going to hand it over to you now, Kelly. Okay, so first off, I wouldn't feel bad for skimming down on Friday the 13th because I did that for mine too. I'm going to be talking about superstitions with mirrors. The big one I'm talking about, though, is if you break a mirror, you have seven years of bad luck. You know what? When I was a kid, I broke a mirror and uh, (laughs) I didn't think anything of it until years later when I became an adult. And there were many years of bad luck. Oh, really? Yeah. This superstition is believed to have started around 2,000 to 2,700 years ago. Many cultures have their own beliefs about mirrors, though. Turkey, starting as far back as 6,000 BCE, made mirrors using polished obsidian. And a lot of cultures around the world believe mirrors or reflections are a window to the soul. So, starting with Romans... Romans believed mirrors held magic powers that they could foresee the future and were devices for the gods. And because a mirror was a doorway to one's soul, and if it were to break, the powers of the mirror would also break and the soul and the body would not be aligned and or misfortune would happen to the person whose image was last held in the mirror. Romans also believed souls would go through seven-year soul cycles. Which is how the belief, if you break the mirror, and then after seven years, that bad luck would absolve. Interesting, because they say after seven years, your body like replenishes itself. Yeah, I guess it's kind of along those same lines. Some people also believe to break a mirror would be to break your soul. And if your soul is broken, it can't protect you from bad luck or evil. It's like you have a weakened immune system. Okay, now that's pretty scary. Because you know what? My whole life, since I broke that one mirror when I was a kid, I absolutely refuse to break mirrors. So anytime I move, I wrap that motherfucker at least a billion times because I don't want that thing to break because it's scary, man. It it absolutely is. In Russia, if you break a mirror or even look at the pieces after it's broken, you'll have seven years of bad luck and more severe superstitions. It could even mean death. In order to avoid this, you have to throw the pieces outside without looking at them. I feel like I would cut the shit out of my hands. (laughs) Same. How would you do that? Are you just going to throw a blanket over it and just scoot it out the door? Yeah, that would probably be good. Like throw a blanket over it, get a (laughs) broom. So what do you want? Seven years of bad luck or seven cuts on your hands? Like you decide. (laughs) (laughs) So this next part, I took almost word for word from an article someone wrote. I couldn't really find it anywhere else, but I thought it was really interesting. The website is maryelizabethbodycare.com. Slash some people tend to believe superstitions are no more than made up stories that have passed on from generation to generation. That's the address? Wow. Well, at least you would never mistake it for anything else in your computer. It was a really interesting read, though. In Switzerland, the last person to look in a broken mirror is the first to die. But others claim your misfortune depends on how the mirror breaks. If it breaks into small pieces, your bad luck will be small. But be afraid if your mirror breaks into large pieces. 
in feng shui broken mirrors or distorted mirrors give bad energy or distorted energy i didn't really look too far into it because feng shui is more in depth than i think i was capable of researching at the time because there's so much there are so many rules about where you can have your mirror if you guys know any more rules of feng shui, please tell us. That'd be great for us to know, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I would love to hear it. So email us. Okay, so if you do happen to break a mirror, there are said to be a few ways to rid yourself of this negative energy. I guess this is a French superstition. You're supposed to throw salt over your shoulder onto the devil. It's said that you'll hit his eye and it'll give you time to get away. Some people will even hide under a table in the USA. Okay, can but you elaborate on this? In the USA, there's an added on tradition. Some people will even hide under a table afterwards to hide from the devil. Okay, so the salt is purely just a distraction from the devil. Yeah. So you can get out of dodge. Pretty much, yeah. So here's another way to get rid of the bad luck. Without hesitation, spin around three times counterclockwise. But don't do it unless you've broken a mirror or that will bring bad luck on itself. Okay, so check it out. This would be something that would actually happen to me. So I break a mirror and I'm twirling around and whoop, I break another fucking mirror. <laughs> Why? Okay. Why do you have two mirrors right beside each other? Because that's who I would be, because I know nothing about feng shui. Okay, I don't know anything about feng shui either, but, and I probably should have said this sooner, mirrors freak me out. Like, I actively try to stop my husband from buying mirrors for our house, because I don't like mirrors. Like, he's been wanting to get a mirror for our bathroom. We already have a mirror above the sink. We don't need another one. It freaks me out. I cannot agree more. If you just look around my apartment, you will see that there are no mirrors. I don't believe in using any kind of mirror for decoration. I find it terrifying. Weird story. So my old house. So we lived in it for two years. When we moved in, about a month afterwards, we noticed above every entrance to the house, there were little tiny circular mirrors or reflective surfaces that were hung above each entrance. And we had three entrances. But you know what? Throughout all the time living at that house, I did not feel anything. Not an entity, not a bad feeling. Like, it was just nothing was there. I wonder if it had anything to do with, like, the mirrors catching bad spirits and stuff like that. You know, I've heard that before. I still don't know why they were there, but I, I think they protected that house. And I looked everywhere for anything similar to the circumstances that were surrounding my house. My best guess is it's, like, pagan or... Some kind of pagan ritual. I don't want to get it wrong. If anyone out there can shed some light on this story about why there were mirrors above the entryways in her house, we would love to hear that because this has been a big question mark for Kelly and I. She told me about this when she first moved into the house and I was just kind of like in awe of the oddness of it. Like, yeah. what does it mean? Yeah, it was very bizarre. I mean, I honestly, I loved it. Yeah, it would it would be nice to know exactly what it meant or where it was from or what religious connotations it has to it. Right, so shoot us an email if you know. Yeah. You're never supposed to put two mirrors facing each other because it opens a portal. I've heard that, actually. I'm never going to try it out. So. <laughs> Absolutely not. But you know what you said? Were any of those mirrors above any of your doorways, were they ever facing each other? No, they were on the outside of my house. Oh, okay. So they never faced any mirror. Okay, so I'm going to continue with the ways to break bad luck. I think I would believe these a bit more than the last two. So another one is to bury the broken mirror at night deep into the dirt 
so spirits won't find it. At night, your reflection is less likely to be taken with the pieces. Another point to don't show your reflection in the broken pieces. It could trap your soul. Yeah. You can throw the broken mirror into a south running stream. If you do this, it'll only take seven hours to rid you of bad luck instead of the seven years. Okay, I think I'm doing the last one. I think that's the most viable option for me. We're going to find that south running stream. I have a couple more, too. You can touch a tombstone with a glass. It'll immediately take your bad luck away. Okay, I'm sorry. What? Yep. A tombstone? Yep. Okay, go this is a- very different than the last one. Yeah, you have to go to a graveyard and you have to touch a tombstone with the glass. It's supposed to be an immediate way to take away your bad luck. A lot of people are uncomfortable with that. What if that bad luck gets transferred onto the person in the next life? To whomever that tombstone belongs to? Yeah, I agree. Which is why that kind of makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I think there's like a Goosebumps episode or an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where someone's got to get trapped in a mirror. (laughs) So the last one, you can blacken the mirror with fire and bury it one year later. Bad part of it is you're going to have bad luck for that year. Okay, so I have a couple of other mirror myths. A big one is covering mirrors in the house of a loved one who passed away. There's a lot of different cultures and religious reasons why people do this. Many cultures practice this, but it's a cornerstone of Jewish tradition. It is believed souls can enter mirrors. According to the Talmud, a Jewish religious text, the sitting Shiva, it's a week-long mourning period, I believe after the person is buried. It begins with covering all reflective objects in the house, like mirrors and televisions. In Irish Catholic wakes, they will not only cover mirrors, but they will also turn the mirror towards the wall. Some believe if you look long enough into a mirror, you can see the devil looking over your shoulder. Yeah, we're not doing that. This is another reason as to why we're not having mirrors up in this house. (laughs) Aside from the bathroom. All Saints Day. The Day of the Dead. Yeah, is a day you're supposed to cover mirrors too. Since the boundary between the living and the dead is thin, spirits can enter through mirrors. Right, which is around the time of Halloween. Um, so I just got chills down my spine because <laughs> when I said it, I heard a creak in the house. That freaked me out a little bit. Uh, it's also an older house, so it could have just been that too. Older houses make noise. Oh yes, but my house is pretty haunted. So we could have heard something, we could have not. But in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to talking about cultures and religions and stuff, we want to pay our respects. We want to be as accurate and honest as possible to not disturb the spirits, right? We want to live simultaneously and show our respects. But um, I just want to let you know, Kelly, I do also have the chills. Okay, but I'm not the only one. So Sri Lankan Buddhists believe in overturning any object where the deceased may see its reflection, including pictures. They believe the spirit will become confused and won't pass over into their next life. So like I previously talked about, reflections are doorways to one's soul. That's why soulless beings don't have a reflection like vampires. In the 15th century, when people thought witches sold their souls to the devil, they were said not to have a reflection either. That's interesting. So have you ever seen Beetlejuice? Yes, I've seen Beetlejuice. (laughs) The look on your face. I'm sorry. I feel like I've just disrespected your entire family. (laughs) My bad. In Beetlejuice, when they die, they are standing in front of the mantle and they've got a mirror over the mantle. She's got that horse and she's like, we've got no reflection. That's another realization that they've died. Oh, yeah. And so because none of us have officially died yet, physically, maybe when we're dead that that's the same thing too. Yeah, I don't know. That's possible. Are you getting scared? No, I thought I saw something move. Uh, 
I'm going to talk about mirrors again. Okay, did you know there's a superstition where you can see your future husband or spouse in the mirror? I did not know this, but please divulge. I guess it was really popular with women back in the day. Before the internet? Before the internet, (laughs) yeah. Some say midnight on Halloween in a dark room with a candle, you have to peel an apple in a long continuous strip, throw it over your left shoulder with your right hand, and then you will see your future husband in the mirror. Some say to cut your apple into nine slices and eat eight of those pieces and throw the last piece at the mirror. Then from the mirror, your future husband's reflection will reach out and grab it. However, if you catch a glimpse of a skull instead, you're destined to die before you ever wed. Wow. Mm-hmm. You guys, something is in here. Something's here with us right now. I don't know exactly what it is, and I do not want to talk to it because I'm just, I just need my privacy, and I don't want my boundaries crossed at this moment in time. We do apologize, but things are happening here. I have chills again. Something is happening. Uh, I can actually feel it. I really don't know what it is, and I don't know if we need to continue today or if we need to stop. We're at 3 o'clock, so it's 3 p.m. and 13 minutes, 3.13. Should we stop? I don't like that. <laughs> um, are we, okay. are we wanting to stop? Or? Uh, I have a... We're hearing sounds in my apartment. I don't know what's going on. I think we're just kind of spooking ourselves out. Yeah, probably. It's awfully quiet. I usually have the air conditioner on, but we decided to turn it off uh, while recording. I don't know if that was a good idea or a bad idea, because it's really good to have air circulating. Yeah, that's true. Um, maybe it's next time we'll turn it on. Yeah, I'm, I'm just hot. a little bit, too. Well, on the line of mirrors, I don't know if anyone has seen Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you the plot of an episode from a wiki article. So if you don't want spoilers for the episode, go watch an episode called The Apparition in the first season of Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction. Mona Watson had a nervous breakdown a long time ago and was worried she might have a relapse. She recently lost both of her parents within a short time of each other. And on top of that, she is having problems within her marriage. When she starts to see the ghostly apparition of a blood-stained woman in her hallway mirror, she goes to see the psychiatrist. Terrified that she might be losing her mind, although her psychiatrist reassures her, Mona still sees the visions. One night, her husband is stranded during a thunderstorm, and Mona has to go to bed on her own. She covers the mirror and retires to bed. Later, an intruder breaks in and Mona encounters him in the hallway. He's brandishing a knife. And during a struggle with Mona, he knocks the cover off the mirror. He too sees the vision. It spooks him so badly that he falls backwards off the stairs. The vision has saved Mona's life. When the prowler is apprehended, it transpires that he had murdered a woman. When Mona sees the image in the newspaper, she recognizes the woman as the vision in the mirror. Mona never sees that vision again. So the woman in the mirror saved her life. That was a true story. It seems crazy. It does. But was a real story. I mean, that mirror saved her life. Yeah, that ghost saved her life. I have one more story. I got this story off of truehorrorstoriesoftexas.com. Truehorrorstoriesoftexas.com. Yeehaw! <laughs> Howdy, partner. Um, Howdy, partner. <laughs> okay, and I am reading this word for word, by the way. This story was submitted to us by a South Texas man. Check it out. This story was told to me by one of my cousins during a cookout. This is a story relayed from his point of view. I had a friend from Mexico that one day purchased an old Victorian-sized wall mirror from an antique store, and the seller told him a few warning signs before taking the mirror home. He said the mirror must always 
remain covered up during the night. Once my friend got home with the mirror, he admired his reflection before covering it up. When dusk approached, his room started to get dark. He swore he heard someone knocking inside the covered mirror. So like the saying goes, curiosity killed the cat. He uncovered the mirror. What he states next is kind of hard to believe. He says his reflection was the one knocking through the other side of the mirror with a twisted smile. My friend got so scared he tried to run, but was paralyzed. He said his reflection tried to get out of the mirror as he struggled with it. According to him, he never experienced something so evil like this reflection before. While struggling, he said the reflection tried to get him in the mirror world, but only succeeded halfway. He saw how it was inside the mirror. Everything was inverted backwards. He was so scared, he started to pray and got the strength to wrestle with his, uh, his reflection and got out of the mirror in his bedroom. He was running to my house, white as a sheet of paper, and told me what happened. We chatted all night since we didn't have the guts to go back. Next morning, we went to my friend's house and destroyed the mirror. We burned it. Said a few prayers and everything went back to normal. Okay, so let me just start by saying if I go into a vintage shop or someone's selling a mirror to me and they say it must be covered up at night, I'm going to hard pass. I'm not buying that mirror. Not going to happen. Nope. I've seen far too many movies to know that what this guy experienced was more than likely what was going to happen. Yeah, um, probably shouldn't have bought it to begin with. Should have known better. If someone gives you a warning not to uncover (laughs) a mirror at night, you should know. Like that should be your one clue. Yeah. Like, that is red flag number one. Yeah, that's sign number one. Hell no, don't even consider it. Save your monies. Okay, so I just want to tell you, uh, when I was reading it, I was getting chills, and I felt like something was touching my hand. So, Well, maybe something was. I don't know if it was actually something was touching my hand, or if it was like a muscle in my hand was twitching. Could have been either. There could have just been an explanation for it. That is true. That's it. That's all I have for mirrors. I didn't realize it would be so long, though. I mean, I enjoyed it. Good. I hope everyone at home enjoys it. <laughs> I, I think we're done with the spooky today. Um, thank you for making it to the end of the show. Now you know a little bit more about Friday the 13th and mirrors and shit. I feel very informed. And also, you guys, if there's a topic you want us to cover, please let us know. Our email address is crazyhexiegool at gmail.com. So uh, are we done being creepy for the day? I think I'm good. Um, Thank you all for listening. Yes, thank you guys for listening. It's been an honor. Uh, On that note, see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. The music in this podcast is by the band, The Daddios. This is Kelly. And I'm Arlo. And you're listening to Crazy Hexy Ghoul. We'll see you next time.